I'm Stacy. I'm Jenny. And this is Learning for Life, a homeschool podcast. We are two homeschoolers who use different methods, curriculum, and strategies to make it all work. Our goal is to help parents teach kids how to develop a lifelong love of learning. Welcome back! In this episode, we are talking about songs every kid should know with Derek Moore. Derek is a radio professional, um, so he kind of puts us to shame, um, but he's been working in radio basically his whole adult life. He is an expert when it comes to music, particularly classic rock, so he is here today to talk to us about how to introduce some classic songs to your kids that they should know, and these are songs the whole family can enjoy together. If you are new here, welcome. Jenny and I are your hosts, and here we discuss all things that are related to homeschooling and helping you instill a love of learning in your children. You can see all of our resources, including the show notes for this episode, at kidslearningforlife.com. All right, so let's talk about Derek Moore, the man, the myth, the legend. (laughs) He's been working in radio forever. He's been doing radio stuff since he was a junior in high school. That is crazy. I mean, I was not doing podcasting stuff when I was junior in high school. I I didn't know what I wanted to do in in high school. So I think that's really impressive. And I, I think it's interesting. So he's been in radio for about 32 years. So he has quite the radio legacy. And he actually hosts his own podcast now called The Show with Derek Moore. And you can find that on Spotify. And just for some background, in case you're wondering, so Derek and I actually worked together previously in the radio industry together. So we both have a background in radio, but I was just behind the scenes. I have a boring radio job. He has the fun kind of radio job where he gets to like listen to music and like talk to the audience. So that's why he's the perfect person to have on for this episode. All right, Derek has prepared this awesome list for us. Jenny and I have not heard his recommendations yet, so we are really excited to hear what songs he has chosen. So let's go ahead and dive into that list. We are so happy, Derek, to have you on this podcast with us. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me on. This is, this is a lot of fun. Yeah, I I think we have posed an interesting challenge to you, and I'm really, really excited to hear what you have come up with. So can you just give us a brief description of this list of songs that you have come up with? I would say it's, uh, I promise, it is none of the obvious choices that parents are not going to want to hear again after five spins. Okay. It's it's definitely, there's no Baby Shark. (laughs) There's no Let It Go from Frozen. <laughs> Hakuna Matata I almost put on, but, you know, I, I had to stay true. You are speaking Stacy's language. Matata. Yeah, she's obsessed with Lion King. So, um, <laughs> I mean, you did a great pl- track. It, it is. My dad and I were just talking. I just drove him home one day. It's a long story. It's a long drive, too, because he lives like an hour away from me. And we just mm-hmm. listened to like old Disney songs, like from Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast. And he's like, these songs are so beautiful. And I'm like... They are beautiful. Like, if you think about them just as songs and not as, like, part of the Disney universe, like, a lot of the songs are actually legitimately good. Yeah. I mean, Bare Necessities is one of my favorite songs. That's mm-hmm. a great song. Yeah. But I, That's I like totally... the modern day YOLO. Yeah. <laughs> it has modern Absolutely. day roots for us. It's like, wow, this is how everyone's living. <laughs> All right, Derek. Well, we're ready for this list. So anytime you're ready, you start with song number one. Okay. Well, uh, the Beatles... I have four songs from the Beatles. Oh, perfect. 
Now, two are sung by Ringo. Can you guys <gasps> name one of them? I, I can immediately right this minute. Yellow Submarine. Okay. I'm sorry, yes. I am not a huge, like, I know of songs from the Beatles when you tell me the, the title, but I couldn't name any right now. How dare you? That's horrible. <laughs> Yellow Submarine, is that the right Beatles? Yes. That is one, yes. Uh, okay. Octopus's Garden would be the other Ringo oh. song. I was going to say, I can't think of a single other Ringo song. <laughs> yeah, there's some others Okay. not as popular, maybe. Oh, okay. Uh, so, Hello, Goodbye, you know, you think about it. You say yes, I say no, you say stop, I say go. I mean, that's perfect for kids, right? And mm -hmm. it's catchy. And then All mm -hmm. Together Now, which is kind of an album track. Um, and that's basically all they say is All Together Now. You know, they kind of go around in circles. So that's great for kids. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kids love anything redundant that they can just hold on to and just sing at the top of their lungs over and over again. Yeah, and that's basically all they say the whole song so and it's catchy so well it kind of reminds me of the like the outro kind of thing of hey jude because it's like just that na 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 <laughs> i don't want to sing it right now but it's just like over oh, and ahead. over <laughs> i'm sure you guys would love that um, i would <laughs> i'm not gonna do it right now yeah but like that that whole melody where like you could just yell it at the top of your lungs and just do it over and over again and it's like it never kind of i guess it does get old for maybe people listening but singing it is fun it gets old for people like me who have played it for over 30 years that's that's when it gets old but for like a kid it's great to see the magic again mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know when they take it for the first time I'm curious. I have a nerdy radio question for you because I've always okay. listened to like classic rock stations on the radio. That's typically what I gravitate towards if I'm listening to terrestrial radio. And I'm curious why radio stations don't actually play the Beatles very often. Well, because they're seen as too old. They're trying to get younger. But even for like oldies stations, like I just feel like they're not played on really any kind of station. Well, it's funny because if you look at the research every year, the Beatles' number one demographic is 18 to 24-year-olds. Even like and just across the years? Yeah. Wow. But, you know, as of, you know, the last 10 or 15 years, 20 years or so, because it's new to them. It's not new to me, so maybe I don't have that same feeling that I once did. What you're saying is that we should be playing them on like the top 100 stations. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, I think the Beatles, I mean, anytime they do anything, I mean, Paul McCartney's got his Hulu special with Rick Rubin on right now, mm -hmm. and everybody's going crazy over it. There's still that passion for the band and, and the guys individually, yet radio goes, well, they're too old. They've been around for 50 years, and we want to get younger, so let's not play the Beatles. That's the answer. They still play like a couple, like Let It Be, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. But basically the whole catalog they ignore. And I, I just think that's a mistake. I agree. And, you know, I happen to be one of these people that was raised on the Beatles. My dad exposed me to a lot of their music. And it was it's actually interesting. I think um, locally at the at Capitol Public Radio for a while when I was a kid, there was actually a kid on the radio who had like an, a song once a month, I think. And it was just all Beatles is what he would play. Like that was the theme. Oh. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. I don't even know where this kid is. Maybe if I Googled it, I'd be able to find it. But so my dad got me interested in the Beatles like that because I was like, oh, kids like this music, too. It's not just my old dad. Yeah. No, I fell in love with it thanks to my dad, who was also in radio for many years. And he would just bring home copies of everything before it came out. And we would just sit down and 
play the new anything and he would just or old stuff you know old stevie wonder motown you know anything and that's all we did was play music that's how my love affair for music developed because i think it's great when parents give their kids that exposure beyond top 40 you know give them more um challenge them play your stuff they love it most of the time you know until they get older <laughs> yeah when they're until they're too cool for you yeah when they're like actively <laughs> rebelling against anything their parents are interested in which is probably right around the bend for stacy and i uh <laughs> i you say your dad worked in radio and i'm curious does do did you like is a radio voice something that just gets passed down from generation to generation like how do how do you have a radio voice is it from your dad it, it's no mine's better i always tell him is it that. really <laughs> <laughs> Well, it kind of is, actually. I give him crap about it. But no, I totally got it from him. Um, I like to make up responses, you know, about that mm -hmm. all the time to people. Well, know. the thing, I don't know if people are realizing this. I, I've known Derek for several years now. And even outside of radio, he still talks like this. Like, he always has that deep voice. And some you'll meet people in radio who some of them... Some of them kind of put it on when they're on air. But Derek's voice, like this is legitimately Derek's voice in real life. Yeah, the, uh, there's a lot of guys we call pukers uh, <laughs> where they, they have a radio voice. They talk like this. And then they're walked down the hallway and they have no voice or, you know. Yeah, they're like, hi. And, yeah, there was a time um, they called it boss radio. It was back in the 60s and 70s where that was a big deal to have that thing, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, that's how you talked to kind of conjure up excitement while you were talking up a record, you know, which now is seen as terrible. But then that was a thing for a lot of radio stations, for a lot of oldie stations and, you know, that sort of thing. But, you, uh, did you ever, have you ever watched WKRP? Is that what it's called? Oh, God, yeah. Okay. It's like, yeah. Yeah. That's it's like everybody has to watch that if you're in radio. Yeah, it, uh, my dad actually bought me a box set of it. That show was actually pretty realistic as far as how radio really goes. Yeah, um, you know, Parts everybody <laughs> knows has worked with a, you know, Johnny Fever or a Herb Tarlick, the mm -hmm. sales guy, or a Les Nessman. I mean, anybody that's been in this business long enough has worked with one of those guys and goes, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so in our building. And that's that's what makes it fun. It's so real. The botched promotions, you know, mm -hmm. with the uh, turkey drop. Yeah. You know, there's all those moments where you go, this is so radio. Yeah. Derek, you're definitely Johnny Fever. <laughs> <laughs> OK, sorry. I we went down a rabbit hole there. That was um, just, you know, good old radio talk. Um, I, I'm a puker. <laughs> um, you're not a puker. No. You're doing good. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. That means a lot. OK, so you just listed how many songs there so let's go over that list that you already gave for the beatles so far okay so octopus's garden okay yellow submarine hello goodbye and all together now i love yellow submarine and i remember listening to that with my dad and i remember one thing he said about it because he would always like kind of comment on the music we're listening to maybe it's kind of like a form of like parenting through music and kind of like giving me ideas so he was like doesn't it sound like they're just having so much fun recording this song? And I'm like, yeah, yeah it's true. Like Ringo sounds like he's having a blast just like playing this part. And um, I don't know. It just It's just a fun, light song that I know my kids love that song. So it's a great, great recommendation. 
it still holds up after all these years. So yeah, it's just fun. It's just kind of make believe and fun. And um, I mean, who doesn't love a yellow submarine? What is the song actually about? I'm a man <laughs> on a yellow submarine. <laughs> well, you know how these days people like speculate about what all the Beatles songs are about. Like, were what were they talking about? And it's like, I yeah, mean, does it really matter? Were they on? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, do, but like at the end of the day, does it really matter? Like, do you like the song or not? Yeah. You yeah, know? they all live on a yellow submarine. That's good enough for me. <laughs> okay, so that's four songs already. How many songs do you have total for us? Well, I, I think I went outside of the top ten, but I, okay, I, I, uh... just making sure because we have plenty of time left. So I just want to make okay. sure that we cover all the bases here. So we have four songs already. What's next? Okay, uh, I put "I'm a Believer," and you could go with the Monkees, the original, <gasps> or the kids would probably like the more modern Shrek version with Smash Mouth. <laughs> you know, okay, let's talk a moment about the Shrek soundtrack, okay? Yeah. Shrek soundtrack. So the song All Star, you know, came out when I was a kid. I knew it before Shrek. But kids these days believe that All Star was like written for Shrek because it's just so perfect for that opening scene. Yeah. And They've that got whole... that sound with the, uh, it's very bright mm -hmm. in the keyboards and, you know, they're, you know, major notes, not minor notes. Mm -hmm. So, they, and it's like the ultimate band in the sunshine, you know, they got a few hits, but that's their sound. Um, another thing about the Shrek soundtrack is the whole soundtrack itself is killer. There's, um, they have the song Hallelujah in that movie, which is just insane. Yeah. I love that song. That's one of my favorite songs. I didn't know that, Stacy. See, Stacy and I don't listen to music together a lot, so we don't even know what kind of music we like. You guys no. need to do that more often. We're, see, okay, we're always around our kids, so we have to keep it appropriate. And I think this is like maybe something we're kind of aiming for with this episode with you is like good songs that adults can appreciate that we can also listen to when, when we're in the same room with our kids, you know? And um, Stacy and I have been in the car alone for, uh, I, I think it was only one time, a grand total of once. So it's not even like we could like go on Spotify on in there and like have a lot of time to, to dive into our deep cuts. Yeah, that's where you go death metal when you guys are together alone in the car. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> good suggestion. Actually, you know, that sounds like fun. I think we that would be a good way to let off some steam. And now it's time for a quick break, so stick around. As you probably already know, I, Jenny, have a really hard time teaching science, but I have a secret weapon. KiwiCo, we have been getting monthly Kiwi crates delivered to our front door for about a year now, and my kids love it. Each month has a different theme, and for each Kiwi crate, there are usually two or three activities my kids and I can do together to teach science concepts. Each month has a different theme, and for each Kiwi crate, there are usually two or three activities that my kids and I can do together and learn science concepts. For example, we just did one on human anatomy and my kids actually got to take turns pretending to be doctors and even got to make a handmade stethoscope to use during the pretend checkups. KiwiCo takes all of the work and struggle out of teaching science and I know your kids will love it too. Click the link below to check it out and see which KiwiCo product would work best with your homeschool. And now back to the show. All right, what's next? Well, uh, Johnny Cash, You Are My Sunshine. I think it's easy. Um, kids know it. Everybody's done it. But Johnny Cash probably has one of the definitive versions of that. Mm -hmm. 
So um, there's one with his wife, June Carter, and there's one that he redid later on. But, uh, you know, that's one of those go-to classic songs. So I don't think it was a hit for him, but it's one of those almost standards, you know, that everybody, I, my grandpa sang it to me when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm been around for many years that's kind of so. that's kind of a good way so you kind of got around the whole um because i i think your aim wasn't to choose blatantly children's songs but the fact that it's done by johnny cash gives it that edge and yeah. so you know that's how you can kind of allow a song like you are my sunshine to be on the list and i love it i've tried to listen and- to johnny cash with my kids um but the only song i really know very well is um Folsom prison blues and i'm like I don't know if I want to introduce the concept of killing someone just to watch them die. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I love that yeah. song. <laughs> yeah, he's a so. dark he's a dark guy. And um just a side note, I um I grew up I'm still this way, but even as a three and four year old, I only wanted to wear black. Okay? And I think my parents thought there was something wrong with me. And my dad would call me Johnny Cash. And it's kind of a reference I didn't really understand until much later in life. You still wear black, though, right? Oh, yeah. It's my favorite color to wear. Um, yeah, it, it was a thing. So if your kids wear black out there that, and that's all they want to wear, then that's probably just fine. They'll turn out A-OK. They'll turn out just like me and Johnny. That's right. They'll have a Hosting podcast. a podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> OK, what do you have next for us, Derek? I'm, I'm dying to know. Okay, I thought I'd go a different turn here with the Spider-Man theme by the Ramones. Whoa, wait. I mean, what? It, it absolutely rocks. So <laughs> probably not good after they've eaten a vat of ice cream and you're trying to get them to bed. But other than that, I mean, this thing smokes and they'll be up and at them. I mean, this is <laughs> like, hey, you want to get out of bed? You want to do a workout? You want to whatever? Put on that Spider-Man theme by the Ramones. It's it's something. It's good. I have never heard of this. So obviously I've never heard it. So I'm very excited. My kids love the Ramones. I have a CD of theirs. It's just like one of their greatest hits things. It's not like one of their actual albums. They will sometimes listen to it at bedtime. And I'm like, I don't think that's <laughs> the best strategy. No, not at all. The Ramones are, you know, they got punchy, catchy, fast, fun songs. Mm-hmm. So I could see the kids loving that. Yeah, and and they're, yeah, they're repetitive. They're, like, aggressive. To me, it's actually, because I listen to the Ramones with them sometimes in the car, and I'm like, it just dawned on me that it's, it, it, what am I trying to say here? The Ramones are so primal. Like, everything with them is so stripped down and just, like, bare minimum and just, like, pure feelings and angst. And um, that's kind of how kids are. Yeah, maybe that's how they uh, (laughs) relate. Any song that has a call and response where it's like, hey, oh, let's go. Mm -hmm. I mean, every kid, every person that sees a live concert, I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. Anything that kids can latch on to like that, I think they're going to love. Right. And they might not even understand the words. They're just like, okay, whatever (laughs) this is, I'm into it. Well, that's something I've noticed with my kids. It's like, it doesn't even matter what the words are saying to any song. As long as they like how it sounds, they like the vibe, they're going to just go with it. Like, okay, this is embarrassing, but we're listening to a lot of 90s, or sorry, well, late 90s, early 2000s pop, because that's what I grew up with at their age. And so it's a lot of... some examples. What what does that look like? So 
I mean, this is going to be a very like cut and dry list, but it's like Backstreet Boys, NSYNC. Uh, not I you know I haven't introduced the girl pop stuff to them because it's a little more sexual it's it's different and I have daughters so I'm like uh, I don't know I mean the boys in these songs are just kind of like crooning to a lost love Mm -hmm. and um but the you know the kids are like singing these songs like um what what's the like I want you back and it's like they don't even know what they're saying the kids don't at yeah. least so they just latch on to anything catchy like that or bye 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 you know <laughs> yeah so you were watching Carson Daly after school every day oh yeah uh, TRL TV TRL mm-hmm. yeah oh this is who else I've been listening to with the girls from the late 90s early 2000s or actually just early 2000s Avril Lavigne what are your thoughts oh, on yeah. Avril you know, my daughter loved that first album. Yes. I mean, she just played it into the ground. Okay, what do you have next for us? Well, I was kind of wavering on We Will Rock You mm. uh, because there's a couple, you know, blood on your face, big disgrace. I don't know. You know, <laughs> and That's not horrible, but if you're kind of like, well, I don't want my kids talking about the blood on the face. and um, You could go with the G-rated cover of Bohemian Rhapsody by the Muppets. What? And... They've changed the lyrics like "Mama just killed a man." They don't even touch it. They just go mm-hmm. "Mama," like uh, "Animal" will repeat "Mama" <laughs> and then go into "Dada." The video's even better, so um, Muppets. very entertaining. That is, yeah. that's okay. That's a good. I suggestion. love the, the G-rated recommendation for such a classic song. Yeah, yeah, that's genius. Yeah, so. Then, if you want to avoid all that "Mama just killed a man" stuff, you can just go right to the. Yeah, the video's great with all the characters in it, so. I think Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, everyone knows the song. It's kind of one of these songs that's just in the zeitgeist, but I think it's such a beautiful song. Like, that part in the middle where it's like, mama, like, it's like, wow, that's pretty. And I actually, I sing that a lot just around my house. I'll just, like, yell mama a lot because I'm trying to teach my toddler how to talk, and she's a reluctant talker, so I'm like, mama, just try to get her to say mama. And I, I just find myself thinking about that song a lot these days. But I like Is that part working? in the song. Um, no. <laughs> oh. It's, it's just funny. I don't know. It makes her laugh. So I'm like, okay. And she'll just continue not talking so she can hear me sing more and make a fool Maybe of myself. Maybe if you do the Mama Mia Let Me Go part and oh, you know, yeah. do that whole interlude. It's just a little fast for her. <laughs> like she'd be like, the 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 the. But I'll I'll try it. I'll. The, I'm writing it down in my notes. Derek teaching my children linguistics. Got it. Oh, that yeah, that <laughs> might not be a good idea. <laughs> um, yeah, but I I do love the song Bohemian Rhapsody. How do you feel about it, Derek? I've heard for radio DJs, it's the go to the bathroom song because it's so long. You know, back in the day, I was on a country station. You were on country in the city. I was on country okay. when back in Garth Brooks was new and uh, George Strait was cranking out songs. Stacy loves Black, country. Alan yeah, Jackson. that's what I was listening to in the 90s. Yeah, 90s country. And I had to play my records live and pull my commercials every hour and put the music away and pull the next hour. You know, you don't have to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And most country songs back then were like two minutes, 40 seconds, right. roughly. So it really made it tough uh, if you had to do any real business or even regular business to have enough time, wash your hands and get back, cue up the record and, you know, be ready to go or talk or whatever. Um, So we had a couple of go-to songs like um, there's a song by 
uh, Alabama called My Homes in Alabama. Mm -hmm. And if you were in a pinch, that song is like eight minutes long. And you could put something like that on and you're like, okay, I, I can bring a timer with me. And I'll have a feel for, oh, I still got four more minutes or whatever. Yeah. Without having to run back and forth on both sides of the building. You know, that's what you had to do back in the day. I mean, now it's all computerized pretty much everywhere. Right. And you can just put in where you're going to stop and, you know, or re even record your break and then leave. But back in the day, it was all live. You were doing all the segues by hand, which, you know, some would argue is more fun. Yeah. Uh, because you were more involved in it. Exactly. Moment, you know, but and you'd have to you'd be on the phone with a caller. And you're like, oh, hold on just a second. I got to do a segue, you know, and then you'd you know segue the next song into the fading out song or whatever. I mean, that was a, an art in and of itself. Why yeah. do you think songs, pop songs that are played on the radio are so short? Is it just to get through songs? Like, is that how artists create songs that are more uh, marketable? Yeah, I think back in the day when music was a new thing and rock and roll was coming up, a, a lot of record companies would do things like do part one on side A and part two on the other side. or And then if you wanted the album track, the longer version, you'd have to buy the record. It was like a ploy to gain sales. Mm -hmm. They also felt like a lot of program directors back then wouldn't touch it if it was over three or four minutes. Right, because the audience might potentially lose interest. Is that the concept? Yeah, maybe they wanted to play more songs as well. But yeah, the audience, yeah, nobody plays a song with a three-minute guitar solo. What, right. what is that? Well, okay, so going back to Bohemian Rhapsody, that was kind of an anomaly back then. And um, I feel like maybe song lengths have gotten maybe slightly longer over time, like the a common song. I feel like is closer to four minutes now. I mean, you're saying 3.30, but maybe slightly closer to four minutes. And um, one embarrassing thing about me is I'm like a diehard Harry Styles fan. And, oh, boy, so is my daughter. Oh, okay. Well, she and I should meet because I think we'd get along just great. But um, <laughs> she, uh, but he, his first single on his first solo album, so this was a few, this was like five years ago, was a song called Sign of the Times. It's a seven-minute piano ballad. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware. It was a uh, David Bowie-esque record. Yeah. And uh, he um, kind of came out with that around after uh, Bowie died and said he was a big influence on the album. Mm -hmm. And uh, He was. I, I, I can it. see it. Yeah, definitely. And it's just a shocking choice. Um, but I, I feel like it still got airplay. I don't really know. But uh, it was just a shocking choice, especially these days with, you know, just is a different kind of song than is usually well, released. I do think that uh, most top 40 stations will play the edit. Um, they'll be given the option now um, where maybe a station might throw it in. Most of it is just filler, a long solo, you know, a long piano intro, and then they start the song. You know, some of it can be eliminated. But, mm -hmm. you know, when Guns N' Roses at Sweet Child of Mine edited, and it was basically like 30 seconds of the guitar solo, I mean, Axl Rose was furious. He's like, what's the point? I mean, <laughs> so you guys can play an extra 30-second commercial? I mean, that's... You know, why are you doing this? Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know, but it's if it's good, it's good. I mean, it'll stick like Bohemian Rhapsody did in the mid 70s. I mean, if it's something that's a classic or original, it's going to get airplay. Well, Harry Styles is definitely 
definitely classic. No, just kidding. I, <laughs> yeah. What are your What are your feelings on Harry Styles? Just really quick. I I just I'm dying to know. I think he's a talented artist. Do you really? He's, yeah, I do. Oh, okay, that makes me feel better. He's an interesting artist. Well, anyway, sorry. I just needed to know. I just needed to know because, you know, I listen to these things and I'm like, this is great. And I don't know what actual music knowledge people know. (laughs) There goes all my rock credibility. (laughs) Yeah, let's just not promote this episode at all because you might not not make it much further in this business. That's Um, right. (laughs) No, I appreciate the honesty, though. Um, Okay, what do you have next on your list for us? Okay, well, speaking of long songs, and here's another example. They had a part one and a part two of this, um, which got blended together because it was so irresistible. Shout from the Isley Brothers. I mean, this is a classic, been covered by just about everybody live. This will send your kids into a fun frenzy. (laughs) The call and response, the shout, Mm -hmm. and the hey, and all those parts. I mean... No one can resist that song. If if a band like Tom Petty plays it live, which they did several times, Ooh. among many other acts, um, it's an instant like barn burner. Everyone call and response. They're all into it. That is a good it, recommendation. I like that. I I I wasn't really thinking about that kind of genre or that like time period, but that's a really good suggestion. It's a fun listen. I mean, even after all these years, when you go back and you hear. You know, and really when when these guys like Little Richard and these guys captured emotion in a song and they just blaze through Tutti Frutti or something, Mm -hmm. I mean, you can hear it. I mean, it's it has that same feeling when you hear it now as they did when they recorded it. Right. Yeah. Just so much energy, so much energy, so much power goes into these songs that just makes it so irresistible. Yeah. And Tutti Frutti might might work, too. I didn't even have it on the list. That's but. that's a good suggestion, too, actually. What do you mean there were two parts of Shout? Well, they labeled it part one and part two. And I think they did the A and B side on the single that way because it was too long. It's like seven and a half minutes, roughly. And a lot of stations started playing the whole thing because... Towards the end, it's like you're in church at a gospel, mm-hmm. you know, it's just intense. Yeah. Well, I'm having trouble. You're saying the song Shout and I hear it at weddings all the time. But I'm like, what's the actual melody of like the verses? Are there verses? All I can hear in my mind is shout, shout. Yeah. And then it kind of drops down. Um, and there, there's a couple of moments where they take it way down mm. and they kind of go slower. And then they slowly start building it up oh. again. Amazing. Which, yeah, when they get back to that pinnacle, then it's just like, oh my God, let's rip the furniture and all the cushions out. <laughs> I don't know. Your your songs are starting to incite a lot of dangerous activity. I don't know if we should air this episode after all. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe skip that with the kids. You never know. <laughs> Ramones, shout. I don't know, man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, plenty of energy. Yes. Oh, well, kids love that kind of stuff. If you want to keep your kids occupied, yeah. just turn on music loud and let them just dance. And yeah. They'll love yeah, it. let them get that energy out. Like, Stacy, yeah. like, last time um, all you guys came up here for a long day, I think it was, like, during the holidays, um, your son specifically asked to have a dance party. Yeah, they love it. I mean, well, it's always great when, you know, Uncle puts, you know, disco lights in the room and makes it even more exciting. But, yeah, they love they, they love to just dance and move around, and they have so much energy at the end of the night, and they it makes them sleep well when we go home. So that's fine with me. Definitely. Easy okay. exercise. Yes, yes. 
homeschool PE option. Should we market this episode as a homeschool PE episode? (laughs) (laughs) This is PE. Play music and dance. Yes. Okay, what else do you have for us, Derek? Uh, Bob Marley and the Whalers' Three Little Birds. That's the uh, Mm. don't worry about a thing, every little thing's going to be all right song. Love that song. That's a good one. Yeah. And it's, it's a great message, and the kids will probably repeat that, you know, about the third go-round on that song. Well, I like it because it's also kind of in stark contrast to the other songs that you're listing, because the other ones kind of have a hardness to them. Mm-hmm. And this song by Bob Marley is just really just, I mean, I'm like bobbing my head right now just thinking about it. It's like, it's just yeah. relaxing. It's just like soothing. There's a vibe to it. And that could be really soothing to a kid, I feel like. Yeah, it's light. You float on air. It's a good message. Yeah, totally. All right. What else do you have for us? Well, I think this song has animals. It's got the line, all the boys and girls. Taylor made for this demographic, Joy to the World from Three Dog Night. <gasps> nice. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And well, and that's off. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. That's perfect. Okay. Like, please forgive me if this is a terribly dumb question, but is that like a cover of a children's song or is that just the song and I just think of it as a children's song in my head? No, that's the song. Okay, I always just thought that that was like a rock version of like a lullaby type song. You know what I mean? It sounds like written for kids. Yeah, it does. It's great. I mean, it's a classic. Totally. I, I still listen to it to this day. I mean, even though my daughter's grown up, yeah, and, and like you said, that opening line, Jeremiah was a bullfrog. It just it it tells a story and it has characters. Like kids really gravitate towards that. Yeah, I think kids would be like, "What? A bullfrog?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jeremiah. <laughs> Who's Jeremiah? Why is he a bullfrog? What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you have any more songs on your list of songs kids sh- should know? I do. I have one more. Okay. Um, for your young ones who don't want to take a bath. You know, you throw in a rubber ducky, some bubble bath, <laughs> and you put on Bobby Duren's Splish Splash. That is such and a good song. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't have a great time. Water could end up everywhere, but, you know, it'll be fun. Okay, does it? Another one of those dangerous songs. That's right. Derek is just really wreaking havoc on all our households right now. I I want to watch video of you guys panicking as you play these songs. Okay, okay. (laughs) You asked for it. (laughs) But um, does that song have, like, um, sound effects and stuff of, like, bubbles and water? I feel like. I think. Okay, I think. It's been a while. It's been a long time. Yeah, I think in the beginning it does. Or maybe it's just the way the song sounds that it makes me think of that. But yeah, that is such a fun song. And I don't know. I don't know if, Stacy, do any of your kids not like taking a bath? I have one. Yeah, I, I mean, it depends on the day. My A lot of mine love the water, but for some reason bath time, I don't know. It's just not their yeah. thing. What's up with that? I don't get well, it. see, here you go. You put some bubble <laughs> yep. bath in there. You get the right song, and all of a sudden, it's fun. Yes. Splish, splash. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Well, Derek, now that your list is over, which it was a great list, by the way. I don't think anyone could have done that better. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your background in radio, and we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but could you tell us a little bit about your background in radio and then information on the podcast that you host right now? Yeah. So basically, um, how can I summarize this fairly quickly? So I started as a junior In high school, um, I made a phone call saying, do you have any internships? They said, no, but we have a weekend opening. And I said, my dad's in radio. He's taught me a lot of stuff. And they will come down. And I got the job. 
So um, I moved on and I went to work in Modesto, Stockton, uh, at Rock 95, which doesn't exist anymore, moved to Quad, and I was there for, I don't know how long, three, four years, and then about 99, 2000, somewhere in there, I went, or 2001, I went to the Eagle, where I worked for 15 years plus, mm-hmm. also worked on ESPN 1320 with the Rise Guys for uh, three years almost. Are you a um, sports lover? I am a sports lover. Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. So um, we we I was the educated fan on the show, which ended <laughs> up uh, actually working out quite nicely. And then I left for iHeart and did that for almost four years, um, doing the river for mm-hmm. um, afternoon drive. And I was the director of digital content for the six station. So it was quite crazy. You know, it was a lot of work. So... That, and now I have my own internet radio station, which is kind of eclectic rock. I would describe it as blues. It's like many genres melted together. It's like adult alternative. It's um, some Americana, which is kind of like alt-country stuff. And it's like new music for adults. But that's what I'm doing, as well as my podcast um, on Spotify, the show with Derek Moore, where... I just do whatever, you know, I'll do theme weeks, I'll play whatever I want one week, I'll do requests one week, you know, just a mixture of different fun things. So yeah, it's a good time. Well, that's great. I love all that stuff. And your show is really cool because it's on Spotify and uh, you're able to play like the whole songs, right? Is that because it's on Spotify? Yeah, they have a special agreement and you have to pay for Spotify uh, if you have a free Spotify account, you only get 30-second clips. So it mm-hmm. sound, I've had a lot of listeners go, what is this? I don't get it. You know, <laughs> Why are you only playing 30 seconds? Uh, I thought this was going to be promising. I'm like, no, you have to subscribe. You have to have an account. Mm, that's how they get you. Yeah, exactly. So if you have an account, you get to hear the full thing as it's intended. Um so, that is so cool. And I like it because it sound, it feels like actual like old DJ radio type stuff. You know, it's like you hear the whole song and then you hear you talk about it or talk about other things that are going on in music today or historical events. So, it's yeah, it's super cool. Well, the thing about radio that's changed, um, which I think needs to change, is beyond outside of Morning Drive, they've really shrunk talent down to, okay, it's all about the music and you do as little talking as possible mm-hmm. and which I think is a mistake. And I think honestly, if radio is going to survive and thrive in the next five, 10 years, it's going to have to go more personality oriented where it's the opposite. It's the opposite um, of streaming. Like it would have to compete with that with a different kind of product. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, you can only go so long by playing the same songs over and over and over every day. That's true. I think you need I to completely brand. agree with that. I mean, you know, like, you, I know you two are like in the radio industry, but being a radio listener when I'm in the car without my kids, which is rarely, um, I've noticed that more and more because I, I don't have a morning commute. Again, I homeschool, so I'm not commuting in the morning. But I realize that these DJs are just getting like they're hardly even getting like 15 seconds in between songs to say anything. And a lot of what they say is like, oh, check our Facebook page for the full story. Right. And I'm like, I'm driving. I can't go to your Facebook page to look at the full story. Tell me about it. 
but right. they do a lot of these teasers and I would love some more personality to make me want to stay on any one station. And that's a great point because, you know, um, you have to remember that people are driving. That's what they're doing when they listen to the radio. Like 80% of the time is driving. They're not going to text you for a contest. They're not going to, you know, that localism is lost. Um, there's a lot of things, you know, and when you get 15, 20 seconds to say something, you can't tell a story. Right. You know, what if, what if I have a compelling story about a song or what happened to me at the grocery store? You feel like you can't, you just give up. You just go, okay, well, I have 20 seconds. You know, by the time you say your name and the call letters and that was Lincoln Park and the song title and, you know, blah, 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 you're like seven, eight seconds in. So that leaves you with like a sentence. Right. <laughs> is that good radio? I mean, I don't think it is. So I think it. there needs to be a change. They need to have people that they that can deliver that, that have personalities. And it doesn't mean they have to talk for 10 minutes at a time. But, you know, if they want to talk for two minutes about, you know, the NBA finals or whatever it is, you know, yeah. give them the freedom to create and be interesting. And then I think it gives people another reason to listen. Well, and that's I, that's what's so cool about your show is you're kind of doing that. You're kind of being the change you want to see. So I think right. I think people probably really appreciate that. Um, and so I want you to be able to tell people where they can find your show and where they can find you on social media. And then we'll get into your recommendation of the week. On social media, I'm just around at Radio Derek Moore. That's D-E-R-E-K um, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I am at Array107.com um, for the internet station and the show with Derek Moore on Spotify if you want to check it out. And yeah, or reach out to me on social media. It's good talking to listeners still, you know, and I, I do a lot of stuff, you know, questions and talk about music on social media and people interact. So it's it's fun. Excellent. Okay. Are you ready to share your much-awaited recommendation of the week for our listeners. Okay. This is totally lame. This is all I could come up with. I doubt okay. it. I doubt it's this lame. Is, no, it's terrible. Okay. It's, okay. So, the Park Mobile app. <laughs> That's my recommendation. Because I discovered, because, you know, if you go downtown or Old Sacramento or, you know, you try to park... You got to go fill up your meter by hand, you know, every hour or two, right? And nobody wants to do that. Well, the Park Mobile app, you can do it from wherever you are. You're sitting somewhere, you know, you're at Drake's, you know, having a pizza, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You don't have to constantly walk, especially in the summer when it's 100 degrees. Nobody wants to do unnecessary exercise right that's a great so, suggestion actually for parents in particular because we oh, don't want to be going yeah. all over with our kids like if our kids are settled doing something the last thing we want to do is get up and feed the meter no exactly. i literally just, avoid meters at all costs yeah so get <laughs> well, it so i don't have to deal good. with it yeah yeah so get so the park mobile app. great because <laughs> you can just fill up your time like oh i got five more minutes so you just go in there and go oh, i want another hour and a half or whatever you want it'll give you everything so you just take the number of your space or your meter. It'll say three, two, four, five. And mm -hmm. you just, you know, take a shot of that on your phone and then, oh, and take a picture of your license. That's very important. Oh, um, 
hacks, so parking hacks with Derek. Not endorsing it, I swear. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they even would have the budget for endorsements anyway. Probably not, but if you're listening, you guys, I, I'm willing to endorse it. That's not what I'm saying. See, Derek out here, he's a businessman. He's an entrepreneur. He's, That's right. He's out here hustling. Well, Any way I can find it, yeah. Thank you, Derek, so much for being here. I think everything you said, including your parking um, tips, <laughs> were extremely helpful for parents, and I'm really excited for people to maybe check out some of this music you mentioned. Well, thank you, guys. This was a lot of fun. You Something can be our else. resident music expert. That's right. I'll pop in with you guys. Jenny, I absolutely loved all of Derek's recommendations on his list. Me too. I don't think he could have come up with a better list. I mean, maybe someday later down the line, we'll interview him again and maybe he'll he'll top this list. But um, his list was just so comprehensive, such good songs that are appropriate for kids and just fun for the whole family. And I don't know, he, you could just tell he just loves music so much and he loves radio so much. And that's that's part of the reason why I wanted to have him on was to talk about just radio in general and all these old songs that he's just been exposed to his whole life because there's stuff that all of us could probably learn from someone like Derek, you know? Yeah, and I was actually really surprised. Again, I know that you and Derek are like radio people and like I know music, but I'm not as quite into it as like you are. So it was really nice. I was worried that I wouldn't know any of the songs. Like at the beginning, he's like, oh, name Beatles songs. I was just like, maybe I can name one. I, I'm, I'm not a, a professional here. But it was really nice that I recognized so many of the songs and was just like, wow, why did I never think of that? Um, one thing that we need to do, though, is try to create this list into something playable. Yeah, I think what I could do is I can create a public playlist on Spotify. So once I'm able to do that, I will definitely be putting that in the links in the show notes so that all you guys can check out this list because I want as many people as possible to hear these songs. Like if there are some on this list that Derek mentioned and you haven't heard them yet, you should definitely listen to them. Oh, that is a great idea. I cannot wait to play these songs for my kids now. Yeah, it's a really fun list. Well, um, sounds like that's about it. Uh, Thank you to everyone who has rated and reviewed this podcast. This is a true labor of love for us. We just love doing these podcast episodes with these wonderful guests that we have. And uh, we just appreciate all of your support so much when you rate and review. It really helps the show. And we love hearing from you guys as well. So if you have any questions or want to reach out to us for anything, you can email us at kidslearningforlife at gmail.com. Or you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Kids Learning for Life. And don't forget about our YouTube channel, Kids Learning for Life, because we have lots of helpful homeschool tips there. And with that, we will see you next time. 